Information presented on this program and by its guests is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. Discussions and answers to questions do not involve the rendering of personalized investment advice, but are limited to the dissemination of general information and may not be suitable for members of the listening audience. A professional advisor, attorney, or tax professional should be consulted before implementing any of the strategies presented. Are you retired or getting close? Welcome to Retirement Lifestyles with Patrick McNally, where it's all about having the health, wealth, and freedom you need to live your dream retirement. Are there challenges on the way? You bet. Inflation, the economy, and the ups and downs of today's markets will try to rob you of your dreams. But take heart and take notes, because what you're about to learn will put you on the winning side of life for the rest of your life. Now, here's the host of Retirement Lifestyles, Patrick McNally. Hey everybody, Patrick McNally here, your favorite financial advisor. I want to welcome you to the Retirement Lifestyle Show. This is where it's all about having the health, the wealth, and the freedom to live your dream retirement. If you are already retired or you are getting close, like you can see that light at the end of the tunnel, you've been sacrificing, you've been saving, you've been putting money into those retirement accounts like your 401k, your 403b IRAs, Roth IRAs. Hey, this is the show for you because I am here today to talk about money. Specifically, I'm going to talk about how to generate an income from your investments in retirement, which is the number one thing that you got to plan for. How are you going to pay those bills now that you're no longer getting a paycheck? That's what retirement income planning is all about. But I'm also going to teach you about the other core areas of planning like insurance, budgeting, taxes, how to leave a legacy through estate planning. Those are the other core areas that you got to know about. So I'm going to rotate those things each and every month. Over time, you're going to learn how to have an amazing foundation for your retirement. But again, the most important thing you're going to learn on this show is how to create an income stream that is safe, predictable, and guess what? Can even increase every year no matter what the market does. And guys, that is the way to have peace of mind in retirement. So income is the key. And what better kind of income is there than tax-free income? Look, guys, the IRS changes the rules each and every stinking year because Uncle Sam can't balance his checkbook. They need taxes. They need to go to the one source of trillions of dollars that has never been touched. You know what that source is? Your retirement account. Yeah, that's right. I hate to break it to you, but you've got yourself a silent partner who owns about 30% of your 401k. You got to pay the piper. And most people would agree that taxes really only have one way to go, and that is up. So I want to teach you how to control future taxation on those accounts. Guys, I'm the owner of Retirement Lifestyles Advisors. You probably already know that. We are an independent registered investment advisory firm up in Northern California. We specialize in retirement income strategies for people, again, who are currently retired or are getting really close, like five years or less. I've been in this business for 22 years now, helping people just like you put those plans together so that they're not worried about running out of money in retirement. But I have found that most people, I would say almost every one of them who talk to me over these years, worry in retirement. They worry about income, healthcare, inflation, the market, higher taxes. Does any of that sound familiar? Are you worried about any of those things? 
If so, I want you to know this, that it's actually very, very normal. You're not alone in this. So I'm going to help you build that plan so that you can control those fears. Okay, guys, it is Saturday, July 15th. The topic of the month is risk management. I'm going into everything insurance, like long-term care, life insurance, Medicare, annuities, so that you can check off all those boxes and make sure that you are prepared. So today, I'm going to be talking about life insurance. Do you need it? How can I use it in retirement? Or should I let those policies go? Those are the questions I get all the time. Then I'll be heading into how we provide investment planning for our clients all over the US and specifically getting into some of the ins and outs of my dividend portfolio and why I think it's the best way to create income in retirement. Want to mention the website, patrickmcnally.com. You can get a free copy of my book and check out all the other cool stuff we have as well. Go to patrickmcnally.com. All right, grab your pen and notepad. We'll be back in a few minutes. Don't touch that dial. Patrick will be right back. Hey guys, pardon the quick interruption. I'll get back to the show in just a minute. But I want to give you the opportunity to get a free copy of my book, Retirement Planning 101, a simple guide to navigating retirement. It's eight chapters packed with tips and strategies on how to prepare for an awesome retirement. I go through investments, estate planning, social security, and more. Simply visit patrickmcnally.com and request a copy. That website again is patrickmcnally.com. Throughout the book, I'm going to explain the importance of planning ahead and focusing on income strategies that are going to set you up for success and lead you to a retirement lifestyle of abundance. I'll also be teaching you about the Retirement Lifestyles Income Plan, my custom financial planning process and investment strategy with the objective of providing inflation-adjusted income for life. This book is packed with all kinds of strategies, and you can get your free copy right now at patrickmcnally.com. Welcome back to Retirement Lifestyles. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. If you are just joining me, this is Retirement Lifestyles. I'm your host, Patrick McNally. I want to thank you again for being with me. Um, if you're on the live show today, it's Saturday morning, um, and I welcome you to the live show. If you're uh, visiting us by podcast, thank you for subscribing. On uh, And if you haven't, you can through iTunes, uh, Spotify, Pandora, and any of the other major podcast players. So we are on the topic of risk management this month, and I'm going to be launching into our next main topic of life insurance. And if you've heard the show before, you've heard me talk about life insurance, and I'm a big believer in this type of risk management for retirees, for really for anybody of any age. I'm going to specifically focus on uh, retirees in this topic today. But I want to walk through life insurance from a number of different areas. And honestly, I wanted to start with kind of a story, <clears throat> excuse me, a story about a gentleman by the name of Ben Feldman, who was one of the greatest life insurance salesman guys in history. And he often referred to life insurance as a miracle. And I actually, I, I, I agree with that. Life insurance truly is a miracle in, in that it 
delivers exactly the right amount of money at exactly the right time. So if you think about that, what other financial instrument out there can guarantee a specific amount of dollars exactly when it's needed? And Feldman referred to life insurance as simply a drop of ink, a piece of paper, and a promise. And he said this. I'm going to read this to you. He said, life insurance promises to take care of your family if you die too soon. They can live in the same home, attend the same schools, go to college, maintain the lifestyle they are accustomed to, even though you are not there to take care of them. Life insurance can take care of you if you live too long. The cash value of the policy can be withdrawn tax-free or turned into a lifetime income annuity. It can function as a self-completing plan, even if you're disabled. A waiver of premiums can guarantee that your plan will be completed even if you are unable to make further premiums. Provide immediate cash in the case of a terrible illness. Clients have used this cash to receive extraordinary medical treatment which can delay death for many years. Others use it to get their affairs in order prior to death. And it can provide long-term care benefits. Some policies now offer additional long-term care benefits in conjunction with the death benefit. Now, Feldman had a way of simplifying the concepts surrounding life insurance. And here are some of the, the, uh, the quotes on the subject that he had. Life insurance is time. The time that man might not have. If he needs time, he needs life insurance. The basic purpose of life insurance is to create cash. Nothing more and nothing less. Everything else confuses and complicates. Life insurance is the only tool that takes pennies and guarantees dollars. So guys, what I want to talk about today is a number of the uses of life insurance because, you know, I've been doing this for a long, long time, and whenever I bring up life insurance, to you know, prospective clients who either call me, you know, they schedule a phone call, or they come in to see me, and we're starting to do some planning. And obviously, we do what we call holistic planning. So we look at not only the investments and the income planning, which you know I specialize in, but we want to look at what type of insurance you have: life insurance, your health insurance, uh, you know, auto, home, all that stuff. We want to review. And whenever I bring up the topic of life insurance. It's very interesting because most people are like, oh, we don't need that anymore. We've got our house paid off. We've got our cars paid off. You know, all, the kids are moved out of the house. And so those are kind of the normal things that I often hear. And they're like, we just, we just, there's no reason for it. And then we start talking about some of the different areas that I want to go into today and give you some ideas about how you could potentially use uh, life insurance in your own financial planning. And like... Like Feldman said here, the basic purpose of life insurance is to create cash. Nothing more, nothing less. It's about income replacement, you guys. It's about what's going to be lost one of these days when you pass away. And I know it's not the funnest thing to think about. It's not the funnest thing to kind of sit down on a Friday night and, you know, have fun with. No, it's really not. But it has to be planned for. And most people just don't do it. And it can be kind of eye-opening when you sit down and say, if one of these days when I check out on life, what income is going to check out with me? And one of the big ones for retirees is Social Security. 
As you know, you know, if you're married right now you, and you're both on Social Security, there's two Social Security checks coming in. And I've never seen two Social Security checks exactly the same. One's usually higher than the other. And so what happens, and sometimes this is a surprise for some people, is when one of the spouses passes away, you lose the lesser of the two checks. Well, depending on the, you know, the range of difference between those two checks, that could equate to a big chunk of money. I mean, if if both of you, let's say, you both worked throughout, you know, you both worked full-time throughout your careers, 30, 40 years, and you both get the maximum benefits of Social Security. And let's say that each of you gets a check for about $3,000 a month. Well, there, there's $6,000 a month that makes up a huge piece of your income. Now, I'm not even going to bring in the, the investments and that stuff yet. Let's just talk about the Social Security piece of your income. When one of you passes away, that's a 50% loss of your income. Now, I don't think there's anybody out there that would go, yeah, uh, yeah I wouldn't feel that. Of course you would. Of course you're going to feel a 50% decrease in your monthly income, $3,000 a month, thirty-six grand a year. That's a huge loss of income. And honestly, no matter if your house is paid off or your cars are paid off or whatnot, you're still going to feel the difference uh, of that loss. And so this is an area where life insurance can fill that void. Another area is with... Uh, a pension. Now, a lot of people these days, they don't have access to a traditional pension. They didn't work for a company that, you know, did that. Maybe if you if you still work for, if you work for the government, you know, if you had a federal job, something like that, or maybe you were a police officer, firefighter, things like that, you may still have a pension. But what happens a lot of times, I've seen this, um, and maybe not a lot, but I, I have seen it fairly often, is that people you know, maybe their their first spouse passed away, uh, or maybe people get divorced. And during that interim time before they maybe meet their second spouse, they retire, they turn on a pension, and there's no spousal benefit on it. So oftentimes what happens is they'll remarry and all with all good intentions, like, man, I'd, you know, I'd love to be able to go back and put a spousal benefit on this thing, but they can't because once you turn on those benefits, it's it's pretty much done. That's what you're going to get. And so you create this life of maybe over the next 20 or 30 years in retirement even uh, of depending on the cash flow from this pension. But when the, pers- the person who whose pension it is passes away, the spouse doesn't get anything. So again, here's another case that I could make where life insurance could be a big, big benefit to the surviving spouse. It's all about replacing that income. So what I want you guys to do is sit down, you know, with your with your husband or wife, and I want you to grab a yellow pad and I just want you to list out all of your income sources. But I want you to list out income sources that come from each other, not as totals. You kind of see where I'm going with this? So I usually always pick on the guys. Um, men typically have shorter life expectancies than women. Women, you just take care of yourselves way better than we do, I guess. But, uh, so that's usually why I just kind of, I pick on the guys first, so I check them out on life first. Uh, but what happens is when you do this exercise, you pull out a yellow pad, you write down, 
separate incomes, where stuff's coming in, and you say, okay, if if the guy was to pass away tomorrow unexpectedly, start crossing out what incomes would be lost, how incomes would change. And look at that as a percentage of your overall current income. And then you can decide what type of a gap is that going to create? What type of a loss is that going to create? But then you got to go a step further. You got to look at other areas and say, well, if we don't have life insurance, where are we going to pull the money from? Most people, they have to start pulling more money out of their, out of their investments. You know, your 401ks, your IRAs, your Roths, uh, brokerage accounts, things like that. And maybe those were investments that you, you know, while you had this other, these two incomes together, you weren't actually really needing to pull money out. But now something's happened and you're in a situation where you got to start making withdrawals. Well, how much withdrawals do you have to make? Uh, the, the show last week, I talked about the old 4% rule, which I don't like. Um, if you've ever heard the show before, you know I'm not a, I am not a fan of the 4% rule, which simply says, as long, just take out 4% of your portfolio each year, and you should be okay. Um, guys have, you know, many financial advisors over the years, that came out in the 90s, but many advisors over the years have run different scenarios, different numbers, and since the 90s to now, that number actually has decreased. It's gone from 4% down to like under 3% because of all the stuff that's gone on in the markets. So what we call that is a safe withdrawal rate. You know, as long as you kind of stick to somewhere between 3 and 5%, usually you're going to be okay in different market conditions. I'm just not a big believer in that for planning. And so if you want to listen to that show, you definitely can. Um, that was last week, but... But I'm just not a big fan of the 4% rule because you have to continue to, to sell portions of your portfolio in order to get money out. Well, in this instance, what if, what if you had a 50% loss of income and you needed to pull that money out of your investments now and you find out that you're having to take out maybe 10% of the value of the investments each and every year? That is not a sustainable withdrawal rate. It just isn't. You know, in this scenario there, what did I say? $3,000 a month, $36,000 a year. So let's say you had $360,000 of investments that you weren't touching before, but now you got to replace that income. Well, now you're pulling out three grand a month from your investments. There's your 10% per year. Well, what happens is when you're pulling that money out, you have to now rely on something that is unpredictable, the stock market. Nobody has a crystal ball. And certainly nobody can guarantee 10% returns each and every year, which easy math, you know, just as a rule of thumb, if you're pulling out 10, you at least have to earn 10 to kind of get close to square one. Um, now, last week I did a, an example, which I call the cruel math of the market, that when you actually lose 10%, you actually got to earn a little bit more just to break even. And the simple example with that is, Back in 2007, 2008, you know, a lot of people felt the sting of losing 50% of their 401k. And so when, when, I, when I often ask people, you know, if you lost 50%, how much do you have to earn just to break even? A lot of times the answer is, oh, well, 50%. I need to get, you know, that's what I lost. Well, no, you actually have to earn 100% just to get back to even. 
If you had $100,000 and lost 50% of it, how much do you have left? $50,000. Well, what's 50% of 50000 25. So now that only brings you to $75,000 if you got a 50% return. See, you see the 100% return? You got to get another $50,000 just to break even. So at 10%, you're actually going to need closer to maybe 11 or 12% just to break even. And that's just not sustainable year in, year out because nobody can guarantee you an 11 or 12% return in the stock market year after year. So I probably went a little further in the 4% rule than I meant to, but I think it's important that you understand the numbers from this perspective on what you can actually achieve. And what's at stake here if you don't plan properly and make sure that you're not, you know, creating some big loss of income that you can't fill later on from other areas of savings. And so that's what that exercise should show you. And it's, it's, it's what I call finding the gaps in income. And oftentimes we do this exercise just to, you know, not, not only from a loss of income, but when we first do income planning for clients, we say, okay, you've got Social Security's coming in, you, maybe you got some rental income, you got some different things here and there, and that equals this much money. But that much money might not equal the lifestyle that you want. You know, if you got six grand coming in, but your lifestyle says you need eight grand, well, where are you going to pull the extra $2,000? And that's called a gap. And that's when we look at going to the investments. And is it sustainable? And that's what it's all about, guys. And that's why I specialize in the income planning for our clients, why I've been doing this for over 22 years, is because it's a delicate, I guess I would call it a delicate dance to be able to, to create a plan that can provide you the income that you want without selling portions of the portfolio and keep it sustainable throughout retirement. And, you know, not to jump ahead too much on, on the type of planning that we do, but that's why we show you different rates of return. We have three main rates of return we show of what you need to earn on your investments each and every year. Because that's going to, it's just simple math at the end of the day. Is it sustainable? The first rate of return we show you is what, what do you need to earn on your money in order to basically run out of money? at the age of 95. And most people don't like that plan. They're like, well, I don't want to run out of money. I want to have something left. Um, there have occasionally been people that have come in and said, I want to bounce my last check on the way to the funeral home. Okay, well, this is the best way we can show you how to do that. But the next rate of return is called the preservation rate. And this is usually where most of our clients want to live in the planning that we do. And it, it is essentially living off the interest of your investments without spending the principal. And most people understand how that works. But that goes against, you know, what most financial advisors are doing in order to provide you income from your investments. They're using that 4% rule. They're selling investments. They're selling principal and hoping that the market is going to, to make that up for you. And I'm not a big believer in that. I'm a believer in using investments that pay you a paycheck from the investments that work for you, you get a paycheck from it without having to sell. And that's a dividend portfolio. And actually, next segment um, after this one, I'm going to be getting into that in some pretty good detail. So make sure you listen to that, uh, listen to the rest of the show for that one. But guys, I just wanted to make sure that you understand some of these, what, what life insurance is truly designed for, and it, it is income replacement. But there's other things too that it's good for. Legacy planning. You know, if you're going to be leaving something behind, and all of us are, 
Um, you know, how do you want to leave it behind? What if you still have a mortgage on the house and you and the kids maybe have talked about, you know, one of these days the kids inheriting the house? Well, yeah, they could inherit the house, but are they going to be inheriting a mortgage along with it? Well, life insurance could be a way to pay that off so that they can now have choices to say, hey, we can keep the family home. Maybe it's the same house that you guys have lived in for 35 years and, you know, whatever, you, you refied a whole bunch of times, you know, when the rates were low and you pulled money out and this and that, but you still have a debt on the house. And so life insurance can be a way to make sure that you keep the, your kids can keep the family home because maybe they're not able to, uh, to, to assume the mortgage after you pass away, you know, so that's one idea that you could use. You know, estate taxes, you know, right now in 2023, the, the estate tax exemption is huge. So a lot of people don't need to worry about this except for the, the extremely wealthy. But they changed the estate taxes, guys. It wasn't too long ago that the estate tax dropped to zero. And that basically meant that, you know, you passed away in that year, you could have 50, the government could come in and take 50% of what you wanted to leave behind to your kids. So helping fund estate taxes, you know, is life insurance has been used for that in the past. Maybe you want to fund education for the grandkids. Maybe that's a way that you want to leave behind a legacy as well. And then one of the things that you can use life insurance for is long-term care. Um, the show I talked about uh, a couple weeks ago is about long-term care and how you can, you know, pay for that. And traditional long-term care coverage is expensive. Life insurance could be a way to do that as well. So guys, I want you to consider looking at your life, looking at your expenses, looking at all of that. And maybe it's time to consider if you still have life insurance, don't let it go. Or if you're still in, in, in pretty good health and maybe can qualify, consider adding, adding it to your portfolio. Because it is a wonderful, wonderful planning tool. And, and like, uh, like Mr. Mr. Feldman said here, it is truly a miracle in and of itself. And a great financial instrument that can guarantee a specific dollar amount to your family tax-free at the time when they need it the most. Guys, if you have questions about that, I want you to visit patrickmcnally.com. Schedule a phone call with me. Would love to help you analyze your current policy or talk about ways you can fill any gaps that might be coming your way. When I come back, I'm going to be talking about dividends, my dividend portfolio, and why I think dividends is the best way to create income in retirement. Don't go anywhere. I'll be back in a minute. You're listening to Retirement Lifestyles with Patrick McNally. You've heard me say it's all about having the health, wealth, and freedoms you need to live your dream retirement. When it comes to the health side, I want to tell you about my family's personal chiropractor, Dr. Todd Royce, owner of Chiropractic First. Not only does he adjust us and get us back to our active lives, he teaches us about ongoing nutrition and living healthier. If you have any pain or stiffness in your back or neck, I want you to call Chiropractic First today at 243-0889. Mention Patrick for a free consultation. You don't need to live with pain or discomfort anymore. Call Dr. Todd at 243-0889 or visit online at cairofirst.net. Did you know that when I'm not here doing the show, I run Retirement Lifestyles Advisors, an independent registered investment advisory firm specializing in retirement income planning and managing investments for people who are currently retired or are getting close. I've been in financial services for over 22 years now and hosted this show for over 10. With a little bit of good planning, you can have peace of mind and a great retirement, and I'd love to help. If you would like to get more information or to learn about how you can work with us, visit patrickmcnally.com. That's Patrick. 
patrickmcnally.com. Are you worried about the current U.S. economy, inflation, the pandemic? Then it's time to schedule a free retirement checkup call with Patrick. The world is changing every day, and your life savings is too important to be at risk. If you want to feel confident and secure in retirement, then simply visit talktopatrick.com and reserve a free checkup call on his calendar. Remember the website, talktopatrick.com. Don't wait. This is too important. Talktopatrick.com. The number one cause of bankruptcy in retirement is healthcare-related costs. So fitness needs to be a part of your financial planning. Check out my gym, Strong City Strength and Conditioning, right down on Victor Avenue. They have a new group class called Longevity on Tuesdays and Thursdays, designed for people age 55 and better. If you want to have fun and get fit, then visit StrongCitySTRENGTHANDCONDITIONING.COM. That's StrongCitySTRENGTHANDCONDITIONING.COM. Mention the show and get your first week for free. Welcome back to Retirement Lifestyles. Okay, guys, welcome back to the show. If you are just joining me, thank you. My, uh, this is Retirement Lifestyles. I'm your host, Patrick McNally. And uh, tooling right along here, I'm going to be heading into my segment. I'm getting really excited, actually. Um, I have so much to say and so little time to do it on this subject. But I'm going to be talking next about dividends and how it is the really the main investing philosophy that we have at Retirement Lifestyles Advisors. Now, I need to also, though, give a big disclaimer here that don't take what I say and just run out and do it. You guys need to speak to your advisors, speak to your tax people, your planners, all of that stuff, and don't just take my ideas and and go out and implement them. Talk to your professionals, okay? What I'm trying to do here is just give you an idea about why I believe that using a dividend portfolio is ideal, okay? Uh, before we launch in there, though, I want to make sure you've had a, uh, a chance, number one, to get a copy, free copy of my book, Retirement Planning 101. Just visit patrickmcnally.com, and you can do that. Um, also, when you're there at the website, if you would like to schedule a free phone call with me, you can do that as well. There's a little button down the bottom that says schedule a call. And um, that call is really good. It's 30 minutes. I can answer any of your questions and, uh, you know, see what kind of planning you're doing and make sure you're on track. So definitely take advantage of that. As a listener of the show, I waive the fees for those calls. So definitely take advantage of that. And we'll get it going. So guys, thank you again. I want to kind of launch in here and and get right to it because I know I'm going to probably go down a few rabbit holes talking about this because I love talking about dividends and why I truly believe dividends are the best way to provide income in retirement. Because guys, in retirement, it's all about the income, period. You are no longer getting a paycheck from a job. You are now retired. You have to create that paycheck. And now you've got other income streams coming in. you got your social. You might have a pension, maybe some rental property, whatever it is that's, that's been coming in. But you also are going to have a gap. And you need to fill that gap with money from your investments. And in a previous show, uh, I think, again, it was, the, it was last week, I talked about the 4% rule and why I think it's a faulty way to generate income from your investments. 
And I don't want to go down the rabbit trail of doing a whole show on the 4% rule, but basically it says you have to sell 4% of your portfolio in order to get your income out. I don't like that, guys, because you don't know what the market's going to be doing at the time you sell. That's why I think that that's, there's fault in that methodology. Market could be down 20%, and you go sell 4 where you're not down 20, you're down 24. And so it's that much harder to make up that sale of your portfolio because once you sell it it's gone so the only way to make it up is for the market to go up which you and i cannot control no one has a crystal ball and that's why i believe that using dividends dividend paying stocks excuse me um, is the best way and the best method to create income in retirement Simply for this reason, guys, when you own mutual funds, you own ETFs, you don't own the stock inside of those funds. I want you to think about that for a second. You don't own the stock in there. There's hundreds, maybe even thousands of different companies inside of those mutual funds. What you own is a part of the fund, a percentage of the overall fund that you share with thousands of other people who are invested in that fund together. That's what a mutual fund is. But when you own the stock directly, you own XYZ company, let's say, you own those shares. You own 100 shares of XYZ company, and it pays you a dividend. Well, you're an owner of the company now. It's not in a fund. You you have control over when it's bought, when it's sold. You own the company. There's power in that. And the power comes from the ability to choose whether or not to reinvest the, the dividend checks that you get paid. See, a dividend is a share of the profit of the company. And so that's why you want to choose companies that have a long track record of profitability, of cash flow, of growth. You want all those things because you know that you're getting a piece of the cut because you're an owner of the company. You deserve to get paid. That's how it works. Now, here's the deal, guys. There are lots of ways to invest your hard-earned money, but what you're going to what, what I'm going to try to get across and I want you to see is that investing in dividend stocks is a conservative way to generate a significant amount of wealth and income. And this isn't theory. This isn't pie in the sky. This isn't something I came up with. It's been proved over decades of market history. Dividends are what built the stock market, for crying out loud. Now, some people believe that real estate is the only way to get to riches. You know, others say the stock market is rigged so that the only people who make money are the professionals. Therefore, you should be in the safety of bonds. And and then there's people that say only precious metals are the way to go. And honestly, none of these beliefs is true in one way or the other. Within the stock market, there are a number of different strategies that are that can be valid. For example, value investors. Well, they insist that you should buy stocks when they're cheap and sell them when they're expensive, right? Buy low, sell high. Growth investors, they believe you should own stocks whose earnings are growing at a rapid pace. Then there's momentum investors. They suggest throwing valuation out the window and investing in stocks that are moving higher and getting out when they stop climbing. And then other people just kind of rely and trust only in stock charts. They honestly couldn't care less what the company's earnings Uh, the cash flow or their margins are. They could care less about any of that stuff. As long as it looks good on the charts, it's a buy, okay? Now, here's the deal. Each of these different methodologies, it can kind of work at some point. 
The effectiveness of value and growth strategies tend to kind of alternate, though, back and forth. One will, will be doing really well, while the other one's not. And then they trade places. They go back and forth. So for one stretch of time, value stocks will outperform everything else. And then for another few years, growth stocks will take over and be even stronger. And then eventually value comes back. You see how this flip-flops back and forth? Whatever, whichever one is in vogue, I guess, at the moment, supporters of each will come up with all kinds of statistics to prove their method is the only way to go. The same dynamic applies when it comes to fundamentals versus technicals. You ever heard those terms? I'm getting a little nerdy here. I know with the investment terms, but you've heard of fundamentals. You've heard of technical analysis. Well, technical analysis, um, these are analysts who read stock charts. And basically what they assert is that everything you need to know about a company is reflected in its price and revealed in the charts. Fundamental people, fundamental analysts who study the company's financial statements maintain that technical analysis is basically like throwing chicken bones or reading the tea leaves. You know what I mean? There, there's, and guys, I could go on and on. There's plenty of other methodologies as well, you know, quantitative investing and cycle analysis, and there's all kinds of stuff out there. I, like I said, I could go on and on. Now, diehard supporters of all these strategies are going to claim that their way is the only way to make money in the markets. And it, I mean, it almost becomes like a religion. You know, you got fanatical followers act as if their beliefs are the only truth, period, no debate, end of story. They're right and you're wrong. So oh, I could go on and on about that. But here's the deal. You will not consistently make money investing only in value stocks. Again, remember I just told you, they kind of flip-flop back and forth. Sometimes they're in favor, sometimes they're out. If you only read stock charts, sometimes you're going to be wrong. Charts are not crystal ball, guys. We're not crystal ball investors. Quant people, investing, you know, that basically works until it doesn't, you know. So here's the deal. That's, I want you to know there's all kinds of ways that you can be investing in all kinds of different methodologies. And you can make it as easy as you want or as complicated as you want. But here's what I believe. And, and it's actually something that I think a lot of investors have kind of forgotten along the way, is that investing is investing in a business, okay? It, it's actually, you want to you wanna invest in something that you, that you believe in, you understand, you, you own it. You've heard, you've heard oftentimes people say, invest in what you use a lot of times. I think that's smart. Whether that business is a, a retail store, a steel company, a semiconductor, equipment manufacturer, whoa, I don't know where that came from. L listen, these businesses are run by managers, they have employees, they have customers, equipment, and the, the number one hope is to generate a profit. Okay, these are not nonprofits, guys. They're not just three or four letter ticker symbols and you, you know, that you enter into Google or Yahoo to check the stock price. These real businesses can create a significant amount of wealth for their shareholders. And, and even better, if the dividend, remember your share of the profit, if your dividend is reinvested. Let me give you a statistic here. 
According to Ed Klesold of Ned Davis Research, if you had invested $100 in the S&P 500 at the end of 1929, it would have grown to $4,989 at the end of 2010 based on just price appreciation alone, meaning the companies went up in value. Okay. However, if you'd reinvested the dividends, your $100 would have grown to $117,774. Clissold says that 95.8% of the returns came from the dividends being reinvested. Isn't that crazy? That's the power of dividends, you guys. Not only, you know, being able to separate the dividend and again, that kind of goes back to the choices that you have. There's power in having choice. When you own the company directly, you can separate the price appreciation and the dividend. So you have choices there. You can take that dividend if you're a retiree and you need that dividend as income right now. You need it to pay bills. You need it to live your life and enjoy retirement. Whenever those dividends pay in, you know, my, gran- my grandfather used to call it mailbox money. My mailbox money's here. The dividends would just come in. They literally, they he he literally, he and my grandma would literally have their dividends paid in checks directly to their mailbox each and every month. They'd get five or six checks a month. So that's mailbox money to you if you need the income. If you don't, and you can reinvest it back in, that's where I call it turbo boosting your dividends, because now, you know whether or not you're taking the income, you're you know with enough time. These companies grow over time, but if you're reinvesting, buying more shares with your profits from those companies, not your own money. People often say, well, if I'm reinvesting, I got to put more money back into it. Well, no, no, no. This is your profits coming in and you're reinvesting those back in to buy more shares. Remember, you're no longer getting a paycheck, right? See, that's the key difference. When you were getting a paycheck, you were taking a portion of your earned income, your pay to, to buy stock. But now, as a retiree, you have the choice of either taking that paycheck that your investments are creating for you and spending it, or taking those dividends and reinvesting them. And I think the power, you know, is in the option to do one or the other. So I want to give you kind of an example. I, it's, it's the best thing I could kind of come up with because I'm talking about business, and I want to, I want to make it clear to you that how important it is that I believe that you own the business, you own the stock versus owning it inside of a mutual fund, for example. So I want to kind of just come up with a scenario here. And let's say that one that, you know, one day I, I come to you and, and, you know, and let's say you're my favorite brother or my, or my sister-in-law. And I come to you and I've got these grand plans for a restaurant. I've got the space lined up. It's a popular location, lots of, you know, foot traffic, location, location, location. I've been talking with, you know, this great chef who's, you know, eager to make an impression on the local diners and all that stuff and and the critics and, and all that I'm missing is some startup capital, right? Well, this is where you come in. I need, I need you to invest in me. So in exchange for say a hundred thousand dollars investment from you, you're going to receive 10% ownership in my company. I show you my projections. The restaurant's going to break even in the first year and make 100000 in the second, 200 in the third. I've got all these fancy charts to show you. One of the questions you might still have is how will you get your money back? 
do you have to wait for the restaurant to be sold? Or will you receive some of the profits each and every year? If I tell you that my goal is to build the business to $1.5 million and then sell it for two times the profits, for $3 million, and you'll get your 10%, you'll get $300,000. Your response might be different from what it would be if I tell you that half the profits will be invested back into the business with the other half split up among the partners in a yearly payout, the dividend. Your decision on whether to give me the money might depend in part on your goals. Are you willing to speculate that you'll receive the big payoff in a few years when I sell the business? Or would you rather receive an income stream from your investment but no exit strategy? There's no plan to sell the restaurant. Guys, when you buy stocks, investors have to make a similar decision. Do they buy a stock with the sole purpose of selling it you know, at a higher value down the road? Or do they buy one that provides an income stream and opportunities for growth in addition to the capital gains? Well, guys, I don't know about you, but if I'm investing in someone's business, I want to see money as soon as possible rather than waiting for an exit strategy that might come 10 or 15 years down the road. As an owner of the company, I want to share the profits. I want to be paid a paycheck from those profits. So here's another factor that might affect your decision whether or not to, to invest in my little, my little business here. Instead of offering to pay you your cut of the profits every year, I might offer to reinvest that money back into the restaurant. And that gives you more equity. You don't have to put more of your money in. I just invest what I was going to pay you, and I put it back in to buy, for you to buy more equity. That way, your piece of the profit gets larger each and every year, and eventually you can actually start collecting a significant cash payout each and every year, or receive a bigger slice of the pie when you sell later on because your equity is increased above your original 10%. Are you kind of seeing what I'm doing here? That last scenario is the same as reinvesting dividends. A method, guys, that I always preach is the surest way that I know of to continually create wealth. So guys, I want to give you a couple more interesting statistics here because I don't want you to just take my word for it. Harry Rubin and Carlos Sfat, I don't know if I said that right, um, they're both from the uh, Louisiana State University, and they wrote this. For those investors who adopt 10 and 15-year time horizons, the dividend investment strategy will lead to a financial independence for life. Regardless of the direction of the market, a constant and growing dividend is a never-ending income stream. That's pretty powerful, guys. And that's why you often hear me say that my goal for our clients is to create a predictable, safe, and consistent paycheck from your investments that can increase every single year no matter what the market does. That's the goal. That's the goal that I have with every single one of our clients is to give them peace of mind through consistent income. That's what it's all about. Once you get to retirement, the last thing you need to worry about is the market every single day. I often joke with people and say, hey, you don't want to be sitting around in retirement with a bottle of Pepto-Bismol next to you. Is that the kind of retirement that you want? No. The kind of retirement that you want is to not worry about income. It's to do the things that you want to in retirement. And I, hopefully I, that made sense. 
going through that, and I hope you can see why I truly believe that a dividend portfolio is an, is the optimal portfolio to create your income in retirement. Now, I didn't even get into the other areas. You know, some other shows I talk about, you know, creating buckets because the dividend portfolio is one of the buckets that I believe you have to have for an overall portfolio. But this is the one that I believe, number one, I didn't even have time to get into how it battles inflation. But for a lot of people, inflation is a huge concern. And a growing dividend income, you know, these companies, they can they can raise their dividend every year. They can keep it the same. They can cut it. We strive to purchase companies that have a growing dividend each and every year so that you can keep pace with inflation and not have to rely on the market growth, which we cannot control. Guys, if you have questions about that, I want to hear from you. I want to chat with you. I want to help you with your planning. I want you to visit patrickmcnally.com. Number one, download a free copy of my book. I talk about this a little bit in the book as well. But more importantly, I want you to schedule a free phone call with me so that we can chat about this. I can answer your questions, go into more detail, you know, clarify if that's what needs to happen. But I want to make sure that, you know, if you're already retired or you're getting close, that your income is in an amazing situation where it can grow in the future and you don't have to worry about it. When I come back, I'll be wrapping up the show. So don't go anywhere. I'll be back in two minutes. Don't touch that dial. Patrick will be right back. Hey guys, Dr. Todd Royce from Chiropractic First in downtown Reading. It blows my mind how many people live in pain, but they don't have to. How many people put up with headaches and back pain and can't play golf or pick up their kids or grandkids? We often have permanent solutions to pain where people didn't think it was even possible. Come check us out at our downtown Reading office or call our office at 243-0889 or visit us on the web at chirofirstreading.com. Welcome back to Retirement Lifestyles. Okay, guys, we made it till the end. We are in our last segment of the show, and I'm going to be doing a little wrap-up here. I'm going to be giving you some action items that I want to make sure I give you at the end of every show, just kind of a recap of what we talked about, but some of the main points, things that you can be doing uh, today, things that you can implement right away. And so before I do that, though, I obviously want to give a, a couple of more mentions of uh, things that you can be taking advantage of. First and foremost, if anything that you heard in the show today uh, either stood out or you have some questions, you need some clarification on it. Um, I talked about a lot of stuff on the show today with life insurance and dividends. So um, if any of that needs to be clarified, I welcome you to schedule a phone call with me. And the easiest way to do that is visit patrickmcnally.com and click on the little blue button in the bottom right-hand corner. And it will bring up my calendar for you. And all you got to do is simply find a day and a time that works. It's a 30-minute phone call. There's no cost. And I would be glad to answer any questions, clarify anything, or talk about planning um, or any of your retirement you know, investment needs. would love to hear from you about that. want to mention again that in this show, especially in the last segment on dividends, Um, I was very careful not to mention any specific investments or companies, and I do not want you to take any of what I said as financial advice or recommendations to buy or sell uh, your mutual funds or your dividends. 
Um, I did give that kind of disclaimer at the beginning of that segment, but just wanted to say it again that you need to talk to your advisors um, if you're working with somebody. Um, talk to the people that you trust that help you make decisions about that. Don't just run out and implement what I said because that is not what this show is designed to do. And um, yeah, so I just want to make sure that that's perfectly clear. Um, I would love to talk to you about it and and we can always do that and do some planning. So um, okay, great. I want to wrap up a few a few items here. In the first segment, I talked about life insurance. And this month, if this is if you're just now joining me, um, you're at the tail end of the show. Um, but this month, uh, month of July, I'm talking about risk management, which is kind of financial advisor speak for insurance. And talked about long-term care. I've talked about Medicare, and this week I talked about life insurance, and um, and the importance of considering life insurance well into your retirement years. A lot of people, they think that life insurance, you know, once they get to retirement, they're like, man, I'm done. I don't need this life insurance no more. House is paid off. Cars are paid off. That kind of thing. I hear it all the time. But then when I start talking to them about income replacement in retirement, um, you can kind of see the light bulb change a little bit. So my action item for you today is to sit down with a yellow pad of paper and write out all your different income streams. And if you are married, I want you to separate, actually, your income streams. If you're both receiving a Social Security check, separate that out. If one of you gets a pension, put it on, you know, on that side. If one of you has a part-time job or whatever, put it on that side. And then I want you to, to ask yourself the question, and it's a hard question to ask. If one of us checked out a life tomorrow, what would happen to those income streams? And would it create a gap? Would it create a problem? for your cash flow in retirement because that's what it's all about guys it's about income and cash flow in retirement and so it may create a gap and that in turn could you know snowball into maybe having to withdraw a whole lot more money from the investments and maybe that becomes a problem that you're taking too much out of the investments and so i want you to to look at those numbers and if you come to the conclusion that man we do have a a gap here i want you to consider life insurance and don't just go out and you know run a bunch of quotes online talk to an advisor talk to a life insurance expert to help you figure out how much you would need and the type of policy that might be appropriate for you, okay? The next one is getting into the dividends and my favorite type of planning that we do for our clients because my specialty is creating income for you in retirement. And the best portfolio that I believe in wholeheartedly is to own stocks directly and stocks that have a track record of paying a solid dividend and hopefully one that increases over time to help you battle inflation. So what I want you to do today is I want you to take a look at your portfolio, especially if you're in retirement right now and you're taking income from it and decide whether or not selling investments from your portfolio, like most of you are probably doing, is the best way to do it. And I'd love to hear from you. Visit PatrickMcNally.com. That's PatrickMcNally.com. Schedule a phone call with me. And next week, I'll be talking about annuities and more planning. So make sure you tune into the show. And with that, I'm going to say thank you for listening, and I wish you the best in retirement. Have you seen her? So-